Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Get out and get active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And LDG. An LDG automatic tuner between your transmitter and antenna will match impedances and ensure maximum power output while protecting your finals from damage due to reflected RF. To learn more, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 watts and a wire. Hey, 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 there you go. Works better when you turn it on. It's like uh, the microphone's on, but uh, where's the video? Hey, everybody. Good day to you. I told you a lot of these shows may have me wearing this jacket here. It's, it's cold. It's in the 40s to me, and it felt like yesterday for the first time this year. I don't know if I've just been burning the candle at both ends too much or what it is but i felt that chill of the cold of the you know like it's the first real day the leaves have been flying for a couple weeks it's been raining but lordy lordy i hope you guys are good where you are um we're feeling the chill it's not cold can't say it's super duper cold at all it's just um you know settling into it all i hope you guys are doing all right uh, my name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel. And uh, I'm coming to you just north of the city of St. Louis. You're welcome to drop your comments today. We talked about, uh, we're going to talk about some coax today, which is always, uh, you know, it's one of those things. You know, is SWR the boogeyman? I don't know. We definitely spend a lot of time. We fret about it. We get it, you know, in our systems that we're, uh, Freaking out a little bit on coax sometimes. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of that with somebody who really knows. And we'll talk about, uh, about it with Steve. And uh, speaking of Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try a new trick here. And let's see if we can get Steve in here. Uh, let's bring Steve in. Bang. Ba-ba-bang. <laughs> Morning, everyone. Magic. <laughs> a little magic. It's been working on that potion. How you doing, man? I know you were out there studying, and uh, were you getting recertified for your tower climbing? Is that what tower it's climbing? Yep, every two years, gotta gotta re. Uh, we basically go through a refresher course, and we okay. become competent climbers from the school or from the training facility, and then we become certified through our employers, all OSHA and legal beagle stuff. So. Uh, I have to do my, uh, so I spent three days in a training environment, uh, climbing and doing tower rescues and rigging. And, uh, and then yesterday we, uh, we hung a bunch of dummies and, uh, we put them in positions that, uh, are unnatural for a human being to be in and, uh, bring, bring them down. And, uh, so it's, uh, this old man is beat up. <laughs> So. Well, you celebrate you. I don't mean to come in on here. I was going to wish you happy birthday. And then he says this old man. So but uh, Steve had a birthday on Thursday, not an old man. And I, and I wonder, happy birthday to your brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Is this sort of the job that you may take as a semi-retirement sort of deal? Do you think that you may teach tower safety after you retire or are you going to just be done? Uh, Pretty much going to be done. This is probably going to be my last research. uh, And then I'll just uh, continue on uh, doing my foreman duties and uh, but just you know, directing from the ground. But uh, as far as climbing in the professional environment, I think it'll be getting time to, you know, hang up the hang up the harness at work. But I'm going to still continue to climb here on my own tower and, you know, for myself. Right. Other on. Than the, until I, totally I can't. And you've earned it. You've earned the. Uh, the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm kind of cool with that. I'm just going to play on my own tower. And, and anybody who knows Steve knows that's what he does for a living. Uh, professionally and he's ultra super safe and just went through that program Mm -hmm. and uh so we have to uh, say good morning to a a few people here ed in germany he says hi all i actually remembered to listen and watch this week good afternoon ed i hear from him uh during the week time you know and he'll comment on whatever we're talking about ed and fed antennas has been a recent topic between uh, ed and myself because you and i admittedly haven't spent much time working with one. Uh, mm-hmm. Good morning to uh, David. He says, good morning. Morning, David. Also, we uh, say good morning to Michael. He's uh, Kilo Bravo 2, Oscar India Echo. Good morning to you. We have a Facebook user there. Just says good morning. Good morning to everybody morning. who may be uh, joining us in. There's Don. Don, Whiskey One, Foxtrot Yankee Golf. Good morning to you, Don. He's a... Parks on the Air guy, I think he's probably a, a soda guy too, but uh, needless to say, Portable is working for him. And speaking of uh, Portable, uh, big success with the uh, 100 watts and wire fallout, and uh, we gave away the prize. Guess what, Steve? We're going to meet somebody new today. I've never met Brian. Nice. Uh, uh, we're going to talk to Brian. Let's see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can bring Brian in. Uh, to join us, we'll do the fancy check this out. But bam, Jim Fasten up there, he is. Hey. There it is. <laughs> I'm Hi, good morning, slow, I'm doing this thing. Hey, thanks for coming by. Kilo hey. Delta Six Tango Victor Romeo and Steve was he was so excited. I was like, we got Brian. Brian. Brian's going to come and visit with us, <laughs> and uh, he wants to talk about the. Uh, you know what you did that that weekend and what you were running with and those sorts of things. So uh, good morning and welcome to the show. I'm glad you could make it. It's awfully early out west. Yeah, it's not too bad. I was I was up early anyway, and uh, man, I had a time getting everything <laughs> situated this morning to to get on here. Uh, I I sent you an email. I don't know if you got it, but uh, I finally figured out I was on Safari and not Chrome, so that's why I couldn't get in. Oh, so I, I otherwise I would have checked in early and done some sound check with you and stuff. But no, you sound great. Oh, you sounds great. Good, good well, deal. Tell us about your experience out there. Uh, was it your first time doing the fallout? Are you a portable operator? Tell us more about you. Yeah, I'm mostly a portable operator. Um, I don't have, I, even though I have my stuff set up up there, it's mostly a storage shelf for <laughs> holding the stuff until I go out <laughs> portable. But um, yeah, I mostly run portable. And uh, that weekend, uh, oh, and I have done, I, I tried a couple of the other fallouts. I don't think I ever got enough. Um, contacts to to enter so this was a kind of a you know fun weekend to to get all that you know situated i, I had some I, I had some battery issues so i got about an hour and a half in uh you know i ran out of battery so i had to reconfigure my whole configuration run off my car battery but uh 
anyway, I got it up and running and uh, got my contacts. So that was uh, it was worth the extra effort, I think. <laughs> Steve, did wow. you want to ask him? You had some questions. I know you were. Curious. Oh, I was just curious on, you know, the issues you ran into and you just explained it. It's uh, so you had problems with your battery. You, you adapted over to your car and then you just overcame it and continued on. That's the that's the cool part. You adapted, overcame and moved on. So yeah. And for, and for some reason, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, For some reason I had also had an issue, a feed line issue because in the middle of this battery thing, uh, I just wound up checking my feed line. I had a short between the, the center pin and the shield. So I had to, I had to shut everything down, run home, get another, another coax. Oh Um, man. So yeah, it's just, it was a a comedy of errors, but it all, it all seemed to work out. So Mm -hmm. It so never where fails. You, where were you operating from? Were you pretty close? You said you went uh, home. Were you yeah. operating from close by? Yeah, it was the, about, about three miles from where I live. There's actually a, um, oh. a, a Lowe's st- <laughs> hardware store that's kind of up on a high hill. And they have an area in the back there that kind of has a, a picnic table and some stuff back there. And uh, so I just went out there and threw a, a N-fed wire up into a tree and uh, operated from the parking lot there. Yeah, right on. And did you, what bands did you work on? Did you mix it up or did you just try to stick with one band or, or how was propagation out West? Uh, yeah, mostly 40. I did some 40 and uh, 20 and, and a couple on 30 as well, but uh, most of the contacts were on 40. Good deal. Nice. So hopefully you're going to have a full portable kit that you can play around with. Who knows? You use whatever works for you. And we'll, if you have any trouble you know, people are in and out vacations as we get closer. If there's any issues with uh, receiving your gear, let me know. But each manufacturer or each, uh, let's say, distributor will send you your stuff here. Have you received anything yet? Yes. Well, I've got the radio, so that's awesome. There um, it is. Look at that little thing, Steve. I know. I it's, it's, look so, how tiny that is. It's so tiny. and But also the letters and the buttons and everything are also really tiny. But that's okay. <laughs> But the, the features on this thing are amazing. I've been uh, doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, YouTube reviews on it. I watched a bunch of uh, Julian stuff, you know, uh, OH8 uh, STN. And uh, he's got a lot of great stuff on the on the G90. And I've uh, been watching some – the one guy was giving a, such a great review on the – on the uh, tuner. I'm, I'm really excited about that. And he says you can just about tune up a coat hanger on the on that thing so wow nice yeah <clears throat> so it's I, uh yeah go ahead no i just don't know too much about the workings of tuners i know what they do and how they, they work and what they are used for but i probably saw that same video and there's a lot a lot of people were on that radio way before i even knew it was a thing and this, so there's so many great resources out there to learn about it and i did too and uh, i've <clears throat> talked about it here on the show with rolling the pins uh, there's a there's a good video. Oh, man, I'm spacing on dude's name right now. Uh, but he taught me how to roll the um, the pins because the power cable to me comes. It's a little flimsy for my liking. I right. like a little thicker of a wire. Um, smoke and ape. Uh, do yeah, a search I, for him. I, did, I did watch that one as well. Yeah. And I ordered the products that yeah. he used, uh, you know, just some inexpensive things off of uh, Amazon and rolled those pins like uh, Steve taught me how to say it <laughs> and made a beefier cable for that because I just mm-hmm. felt it was so thin. I don't know. It's maybe it's a mental thing for me, but I worked uh, I used that radio and uh, worked the East Coast with success. And I thought, wow, 20 watts. And 
I'm the kind of guy who likes all 100 watts. Like I'm trying to get everything out of that <laughs> radio. I'm like 20 watts to me. I'm like, I don't know. But I know, you know I'm, the, I'm the same way. I, I feel a little weird about using such low power, but um, I think if you have a good radio like that and you can tune it in uh, and it, it makes a, it makes a difference to be able to go on the lower wattage. And I'm not experienced enough. I'm on HF for, I don't know. You know, since 2012 or whatever it's been now, it's it's enough. I love HF, but Steve's always good for me as a good gauge. Steve, talk about the difference between 20 watts and what can happen in propagation and and things like that. Oh, with with good propagation, you you don't need you know 20 watts is more than enough. And uh, if someone uh, on the receiving end that you're talking to has a low noise floor, you can still work them. And I was just doing some quick uh, mental math so 20 watts to 100 watts so 3 db is 40 for uh, uh, 80 watts uh, so 6 db so basically in a nutshell you're down one s unit from the receiving end from 20 watts to 100 watt radio so if i'm running a 100 watt radio and we have bi-directional perfect propagation and we're we're um, you're receiving me at s6 i'll probably receive you at s5 if you're running 20 watts i mean wow. it just just Roughly. And uh, so it's uh, it doesn't take much. I've worked a number of guys, uh, five watts, three watts. Uh, and it just it propagation is our biggest you know factor. And uh, it's great. Uh, congratulations on uh, on the radio. I've worked a number of these Zygus on the air and they just sound great. I was really impressed with the audio and um and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing for a little, uh, you know, little radio like it is." And uh, you're going to have a lot of fun with it. And uh, the tuner, the wide range tuner, that's the big thing. So most uh, tuners, uh, Christian, like our 7300 and uh, the Yesus, and most of the hundred water radios, their their range is about two three to one. So if you have a if the SWR is three to one it will bring it in, but a wide range tuner like the Zygu has can take it, say like a antenna that's presenting five, six to one, it will, it will, you know, make that match and then the radio will be happy. So uh, that's the nice thing, having that wide range tuner, especially in portable operations, because you got that end fed wire and, or it could be compromised or something. You could be hitting a branch and, uh, or you got the short <laughs> in your yeah. coax and that darn thing will probably load into that and be happy with it, but you won't get anything, you know, radiating, but, uh, it's great to have a wide range tuner, so to speak. Yeah. And Ed in Germany, he says 20 Watts is QRO. That's right. Yep. QRO to the people. It it is. <laughs> it is for those uh, the brothers oh, and sisters yeah. up there on the uh, summits. And uh, he's one of them in Germany who likes to get out there and, and do the uh, summits on the air. We'll have to have Ed on the show since I know he's up and around. Uh, Brian, what else do you have there before we let you go? What's back there on your uh, your storage rack there? Is that a, yeah, I see a green familiar box. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's a uh, uh, old Heath kit uh, SB two hundred, and uh, I really haven't integrated that into my system yet. But I, I actually inherited some of this stuff from a, a local ham that lived around the corner from me that unfortunately became a silent key. Uh, but his uh, <clears throat> his kids donated his equipment to me, so that was pretty nice. I got a the the Yesu the FT four fifty D. 
and uh, <clears throat> actually have a tower and stuff laying in my backyard that I haven't put up yet. But You'll yeah, yeah, he had a, a forty-foot crank-up tower and uh, oh, just a lot of up. yeah, just a lot of miscellaneous uh, stuff. So yeah, this this thing I'm I'm kind of interested in you know getting online at some point. But uh, if you know everything works on it, it seems to power up and everything okay. I just need to learn a little bit more about it and how it works and stuff. Steve, do you have that? Um, you have that amplifier? Or you have a, a bit oh, yeah. bigger. I've, I have a couple of them, a couple yeah. uh, 200s, a couple of 220s. And uh, yeah, so the great uh, 600 watt amp, uh, is it wired for 120 or 240? Uh, that uh, it's, it's, wired for, it's wired for 120. Okay. Yeah. So you'll comfortably get, uh, it'll probably do 500 watts easy, cool. four cool. to 500 watts. And that'll be, that'll be good. 500, yeah. but pretty much will, you can work the world. Awesome. We got a we got a question for Brian asking if you've tried the speech compressor yet that can add an effective three dB to the audio at the other end of the contact. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to. Unfortunately, I just got it on Thursday, so yeah. I haven't had a chance to take it out and take it for a spin yet. So, um, other than you know, just powering it up and kind of playing with uh, some of the features to look at, it's a really cool. Um, like S SWR graph on it that shows you uh, it just scans across and shows you where you're at uh, SWR and nice. uh, and it, it, you can you can compare kind of the uh, uh, before and after like don't tune it and you can see this SWR is all over the place and you hit the tune button go back in there and it's just like flat one to one it's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Well, yeah. congratulations, man. I really appreciate that you took the time and you got out and got portable. It's probably much warmer this time of year where you are, of course. You live out there in paradise. But for us, I mean, that was really the second weekend, the second full weekend of April. Really, uh, the door sh sort of shuts. I mean, you can be a diehard. You're going to be out there in the wind. You're going to be out there in the cold. But that second weekend really is that cusp of really getting the colder weather here um so that's that's why we do it at this time but i'm glad you could get out i'm i'm, I'm proud of you I, I i hope that uh you'll use it well and in good health and keep us posted and, and you know i don't want to volunteer steve but he's got that amp back there <clears throat> so beautiful and if you have a question i know he'd uh he'd be willing to uh, help you with it yeah, yeah just cool just, that'd be awesome yeah give me uh drop me a line and we'll uh, we'll hook up and uh go through it and uh see what we can do to help you out it's a great amp. Those two hundreds. There's a lot of them out there. The only, the only drawback, and uh, and all amplifiers are probably suffering from it is is the availability of tubes, and uh, that's right. been the uh, uh, quality tubes. There's some out there, but then there's been the quality. So uh, it uses a uh, the five seventy two B is the uh, the tubes for that amplifier. And as long as you kind of the, the killer is uh, grid current. So stay within your limits of yeah. the uh, of grid current and then your play current and you'll be fine. It'll last a long time. And so, yeah, we'll have to uh, ease it in and try it out and go from there. And cool. maybe we we'll bring him back and uh, crack it open. That would be kind of cool. Is that <laughs> oh, the yeah. kind of thing where um, you can only use a certain tube for that or do they make newer tubes in russia or china you know how some of the newer amplifiers with tubes you can get those tubes do you have to stay in those periods steve yeah you need to stay. i mean you could in theory drop in 811s but uh you don't want to because the 572 has more plate dissipation and it's a, a little better tube so 
pretty much stick with what it was designed because that's what it's biased for and that's all it's been designed around that particular tube um you can take like the uh ameritron 811 uh which is a very popular amplifier and take the 811 tubes out of them and drop in 572s they're, they're they're similar you just now have a beefier tube you're just not running the plate voltage that uh that the 572s would normally handle or can handle versus the 811s and it though you can go that way but i wouldn't go from five 572s down to 811s <laughs> that's going backwards so but for the heath kit was designed around that that tube pair and uh it, they're they're solid amplifiers and i i think the the weakness in them especially anything older uh, equipment is capacitors and uh there are there's an outfit called harbach electronics that has a lot of upgrades on the uh with capacitors and rectifier boards and the metering board so there are some aftermarket stuff to kind of keep um uh you know keep that amplifier going the one caveat with that with that style amplifier is don't directly hook it up to your your 450D unless it has a soft it has a PTT kit or an interposing relay. So what okay. on the contacts on the the keying lead. So there's a you got a a bias voltage of 130 volts. You hook that up to your radio directly with a, just a RCA cable on both ends, you will damage the radio because the the Yesu is looking for 12 volts. So what I do is on all my amplifiers is I have a the radio drives a relay, which in turn then the relay cre- creates the uh, the contact closure for the amplifier. So it right. doesn't matter what relay or what amplifier I'm using. There is an isolation between the radio and the amplifier. Now, MFJ makes a uh, a keying kit or, or product, and uh, we you know we can talk about that down the road. So, when you're using these older amplifiers, you got to be really careful on uh, interfacing it to the radio, and we can talk about that in another episode and and go through that. So, before you hook it up, let's talk. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yeah, I think that I do believe there was a, a little. Uh, Box. A box that came with it that you know it goes between, yeah. between two so yeah it's probably an mfj I, I don't know what the number is off the top of my head but it'll be a little black box about yay big and yeah. a jack on it or a cable or a couple jacks and i'll have to look it up and see what it is okay well good cool. for you well long may you run brian enjoy all <laughs> that stuff and uh drop me a line if you have any issues <clears throat> and um maybe we'll hear you on the net Sunday night, try to try to make it into yeah, the network. I'll try to see watch. if I can. Uh, I'll try to see if I can uh, uh, chime in there. So I'll bring yeah, your so amp. I, so I did get the yeah. Bring the amp. <laughs> so, uh, I did, did get the radio, and I got this uh, cool little uh, oh, coax. You know, ABR, with, yeah, with my uh, name ABR. and call sign on there. And I thought that was pretty cool. So, but I haven't got the other stuff yet. But I'm sure it'll be showing up soon. So yeah, we got you covered. Thanks so much, man. And 73 for now. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about coax next. Made in America, shared worldwide. This is 100 watts and a wire. The ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. But it's in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters 
This compact rig weighs in at one kilo or just over two pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And ABR Industries. Struggling to find the right coax for your equipment? ABR Industries can help you find the right solution that won't break your piggy bank. We offer professionally terminated assemblies using high-quality PL259, N-Type, SMA, BNC, and many other connectors. Custom lengths and specialized labeling is available too. All products are individually tested and most orders ship within one to two days. For more information, visit abrind.com or call 713-492-2722. King Zero, shake the house on 100 watts and a wire. Yes, sir. It's time to talk about it, Steve. It's time. It gets colder outside and Mm -hmm. I said, uh, Steve, a photograph today. Well, actually, it was a couple of days ago. There's a series of photographs. I send him way too many text messages, I think. <laughs> but anyway, I sent one that didn't have, didn't have my connectors going into it. It's the the um, thumbnail image of this particular show is my switcher outside. And I sent him one that didn't have the things taped up. I had been doing some work, and then I thought, he's going to wring my neck if I don't. And then that, later on, I taped them up, and I sent them a different picture, the one that we <laughs> use for the thumbnail, because uh, I didn't yeah, want to put it uh, it was so dirty. Everything looks so dirty. I'm like, it's windy and wet. So uh, this is a good time for us. Uh, you've been uh, chomping at the bit here to talk about some of the things we should be thinking about now that winter's mm-hmm. coming along. And uh, so the stage is yours. You know, I'll have plenty of questions, but if you have questions about different coax, we will not be able to handle everything there is to know about velocity factor and all these things in, in one show. But uh, we can handle some of the basics and some of the understanding of coax that may be confusing to you. I know I get confused a lot and I'm lucky and fortunate to have somebody and a community that we can kind of lean on each other uh, in that capacity. But uh, if you have a a question and you want to drop it in the chat, you can always, if you're listening to this after the show, you can always drop us a line and we'll try to address it here on the show. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook, ring the bell, on the uh, ring the bell on the YouTube and um, you'll be notified when we go live and all those good things. But Steve, what are some of the things that we should be fundamentally thinking about right now? If you have an antenna that is fed by coax, uh, coax outside. Well, fundamental is age is probably your biggest uh, uh, factor on the coax. So, you know, the way I look at our stations, it's a system and we have, three subsystems. We have the radio, the antenna, and then the coax. And the coax, which gets the least amount of attention, it's not sexy. You know, we talk about sexy radios. Ooh, look at that new 7300 or look at that 7610 
Ooh, look at that antenna. Say it slower again, Steve. Say it again. Ooh, 7,300 <laughs> or the 7610. Ooh, a connection yeah. that we sort of go, okay, it's plugged in. Let's go. We, we take it for granted. We all do. And uh, it, it's just one of those things. We just don't, you, when you get on the air, whether it's we're on two meters or on HF, I mean, all our stations are the same. We have a radio, we have coax, we have an antenna. But what do we talk about? We talk about the radio and the antenna. We never address the coax. And that's probably one of the most important pieces in our in our system. And then it's like, well, how many pieces of coax? I mean, I got a little, just a sample of different coaxes here. They come in all shapes and sizes. And there's, you're just like, oh, what the heck? What do we use? And uh, so coax is basically, it's just, and for people listening to the to the podcast, uh, just audio, I just got a piece of coax here, and so we have the 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 outer jacket here, which is in this case some a PVC type uh, coating, and they all come in different styles. Like in this in this case, this is a uh, Teflon, and then you have um, an in a, a dielectric in the middle so it's this one happens to be a solid core dielectric and we can get into the weeds as far as the what kind of prop you know material it is I, it's some fancy name <laughs> so it's basically solid core or or it's some kind of foam and then we have a center conductor and it could be either be a solid piece of uh, wire or it could be stranded like this one happens to be. So just basically coax is made up. All coaxes are made up that way. What it comes down to is like, what do we use? And so for us in, in the hobbyist world, we're going to use basically three types for the most part. In most cases, we're going to use RG8. 213, which is basically the same as RG8. RG213 is a mil-spec version of, of RG8. Typical, not in all cases, RG8 is going to be kind of a foam-filled or it could be solid core uh, dielectric. And it's going to have a certain percentage of braid. RG213 will always be solid core dielectric and it's going to be bright it's going to be stranded wire and it's going to have about 97 percent braid and and that's the the covering of the braid that goes over the uh the dielectric so so one of the things um we we got to figure out is that hey what which one are we going to use and so let me do a little moving around here and uh Oops, <laughs> I I'll need to I covered up one other area here. <laughs> I need to bring up my other screen here. And um, so here we are. So this is ABR's web page so, and um, great manufacturer of uh, coax. And so you want to find out information about coax. And uh, and I recommend and, and I'm doing it right now myself. It's about every five, six years in a fixed uh, station like my station here is go out and replace your coax. It sits out in the weather. It gets um, it, it gets abused. 
no matter what. If it's uh, direct buried, it's going to get the bugs. It's going to get the gophers. It's going to get it's going to get abused, and or and it's going to deteriorate. So let's look at what we want to you know put in our station for uh, for coax. And so usually we want to find out information on the different types. Well, <laughs> holy smokes, well, we got solid center core, fifty ohms. 0.100 diameter. We got all these different cables here just on their, their data sheet. So just scroll down here to the ham top five. And this, and let's just stick with what we're going to use. And this page comes up. And hopefully it didn't. Uh, <laughs> and here we have the ABR 400F. Well, ABR 400F is the same as LMR 400. LMR is a Times Microwave trademark name, but everybody uses it. So it's LMR type cable. Its build up, or its makeup is a, um, a braided a shield plus a aluminum foil that's kind of bonded to the to the uh, dielectric. And this is uh, their this makeup, and and then their makeup of uh, LM or this 400 style cable is a, a stranded copper. Now the true LMR 400 cable is made up like this, but the, the uh, center conductor is solid. It's just a solid piece. It's basically aluminum wire with a uh, copper um, coating over it. So in this case, this is a uh, ABR manufacturers with a, a stranded cable so it becomes more flexible so the this is the applications you have to think about when you're putting in uh, in cable so if i want to use lmr 400 or and we're just going to use that as a generic name uh, lmr 400 do i use the solid conductor or the stranded well if it's going to be flexing like in the case of you're having it uh into a tied into a beam and it's going to go around. It might not be the best um, cable for that for that application because over time that uh, center conductor can break because it's being flexed. Yes, they talk about it. yeah, you can you know flex it and this and that, but uh, not the best uh, the best idea. So then we go. Let's move on to. ABR 213. Basically, it's RG 213 cable. So seven strand copper, solid uh, PE is for the dielectric, and that's and then 97% uh, covering uh, as far as the shield, the jacket is non-contaminating PVC. Pretty much they're all here with the exception of the ABR 316, which is a um, solid silver uh, coated uh, uh, wire. It's going to have a, the dielectric is basically going to be Teflon and it's going to be a, a silver strand uh, uh, covering and then a, a Teflon uh, outer jacket. This pretty expensive cable here, <laughs> but it's great for short runs. But when we get down in here, we're going to start seeing the, the lost tables. And this is where I think the, the biggest factor that we need to pay attention to and, um, is going in into the loss and what what kind of cable uh let's see the 240 here this abr 240 think of it as rg8x so the mini the mini uh, eight 
RG8 cable. So, um, and uh, it's stranded, uh, uh, foam filled. It's uh, 100% foil, 95% uh, copper. So, pretty much whoever you get your uh, cables from uh, is going to be pretty similar uh, to this. So now you come down to the down to the losses and this is where we we're gonna we need to talk about it. what is your application how are you going to do it? so let's talk about mine my runs are about 200 feet from from my shack up to the top of the tower it's my tower is 100 feet away from the building and then another 80 feet and then i have uh, uh drip loops and uh, i have the my entrance box which or which is outside the shack where, you know, cable runs into there and then comes in into the building here. So roughly 200 feet of, uh, of cable. So let's start off with, uh, with RG213, which is basically eight. We'll go down here and at 30 megahertz, we have one dB of loss per hundred feet. Now you got to pay attention to the, uh, the loss per is it in a hundred feet or some manufacturers, especially if they're from uh, European or overseas, they might reference their losses in a hundred meters. And so a hundred meters is going to be 330 feet approximately. So you're going to see three times. So if this was uh, in this particular case, RG213, if this was a hundred feet, a hundred meters, we would see a loss of three dB and you'd like freaking out. It's like, holy smokes. And if we remember, 3 dB is half power. But in this case, this is 100 feet. So that's 1 dB at 30 megahertz. Well, where's 30 megahertz? 10 meters. So it, uh, and for, for 1 dB loss from 100 watts, you're going to lose about 20 watts. It's 70. So you put 100 watts into the cable, at the end, you're going to have 79 for 1 dB. So approximately... 21 watts of loss for one dB that uh, gets converted into heat because a loss is going to change from from energy into another form of energy, in this case heat, and that gets absorbed in the cable and then uh, is all you have is 80 watts essentially at your antenna, even though you're running 100 watts. But if we use RG8X, our loss goes up to 1.6 dB. So we're going to have more loss. So that extra 0.6 dB probably will give us, say, another 10 watts of loss. So now we're down to 70 watts. It's like, oh. <laughs> so also, remember, this works in the receive direction. The coax is bi-directional. So if we're losing signal in our transmit side, we're also losing signal on our receive side. So we need to... We need to factor that in also. So is so on a long run, 200 feet, is RG8X going to be a good uh, comp? No, probably go down here to, to 213, and that would be, you know, I can overcome that a little bit. Uh, we can overcome with antenna gain, or we could, you know, but in this case, we're just using dipoles. So that's a little better. Going to 400.8 dB. So that's a little bit better. So instead of, you know, 79 watts at the antenna, I'll have maybe 85 watts, 87 watts at the antenna. A little bit, not going to make that big of a difference. The difference is going to be 
the uh, cost per foot and and what you're willing to to invest. And this is an investment to, into your station. And to me, I think coax is probably one of your best investments. Uh, it's underlooked. It's overlooked a lot. If when you're setting up your station, it's so easy to go to the ham fest whenever we get to go back and go look at, you know, pick up a roll. Oh, you know, I picked up a roll of 300 feet of uh, RG8 and I got it from a guy that was uh, for, you know, 25 bucks. Well, where was that cable sitting? Well, it was on underneath this table. Okay. Where was that cable sitting when he stored? It? Oh, yeah, it was in his in his barn out and you know, on the grounds that uh, the birds were pooping on it or whatever. He just and uh, then what was the lifespan of that cable? What was the what was it uh, <laughs> um, it used for? You know, how long has it been in service and uh is there any contamination in it? The water, because once you get water in coax, it starts to corrode and cause some issues. We've seen pictures of uh, coax as far as uh, let me get out of this out of this stream here and get back to it. We've seen pictures of you know the green shield and everything on our uh, on our coax, and when you get water in there, and that's that becomes a bad connection, and it it becomes lossy and you start losing it. So this ends up turning green and black and it just gets nasty. So how far down, if that happens and we'll take a break here and we'll come back and talk some more. We'll take some questions. If you have some other questions you'd like to address mm -hmm. or a direction you want to go in, drop us a line in the chat here. And if you're listening to it uh, on the audio version of the show, then just go ahead and email us and we can try to help you. It's, it's pretty complicated. Now I've had the situation you've just mentioned where it gets wet and i wonder you know say you've got a hundred foot uh run and you've been compromised with water i mean are you talking 10 feet are you talking cut it and then it picks up and gets better or is it just the whole piece is done uh i've had it to where the water came into the shack <laughs> one time i did a i did a poor job of uh weatherproofing my cable and I got water uh, into it, and I was happened to be using a uh, a, a 9913, a Belden 9913, uh, which is a there a, a version of LMR 400, same built makeup. It was just a Belden product. And what had happened was the uh, water got in, and it traveled all the way down, and it was in my shack. I found a puddle of water at the back of my radio. And I was like, what the, right. and it was like, oh, geez. <laughs> so it can migrate the whole length. This was at my last uh, QTH uh, where it was on a second floor and the way the, the it just, uh, <laughs> it was not a pretty sight. It, and um, once compromised, I mean, and you, you think about it, look, a hundred, you know, a hundred feet, that could be a hundred dollars. Um, mm -hmm. So if you have been compromised and you didn't tape well or something got in there, um, once in, is it just a risk forevermore or should you replace that whole bit? Should you go down 20 feet, check again? You know, because for me, I'm cutting off a foot at a time. I've done mm -hmm. this. I've, I've seen that braid uh, look discolored. I've had conversations with you about, you know, center conductors looking kind of shady and what to do and and you know you're now cutting off a dollar a foot or whatever mm -hmm. it may be uh what do you suggest when you notice that 
what to do. Ideally, you replace the whole run, and it's like going, "Oh, Steve, you're killing me!" Yeah, I, you know, I just spent <laughs> I just spent a hundred dollars in this hundred foot run. Uh, uh, well, a hundred and say forty dollars for a hundred foot run, and and the coax it had the connectors put on, and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's uh, once compromised, you could you could have you, that. You never know, you, you, and uh, and in reality. You know, this particular system I have up going right now, it's, it's been in service five, six years. I'm replacing all of my runs. I've already got my 40 run done. The 875 is done. Next weekend, I'm doing the uh, the 2010, 2015 and 10 meter uh, run is going to be replaced. Uh, just it's time to replace it over. Uh, and it's fine as far as I can tell. I don't have any uh, issues, but. It's cheap insurance. I mean, we spend a lot of money on our. <laughs> I know. Hold that thought. We're going to come back and talk about the importance of coax and pick it up here. We're going to take a quick break, flip the record over for our, our friends listening uh, in the car and cutting their grass and traveling for the audio side. Let us flip the record and we'll be right back. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100 wattsandawire.com. 